What's up, everybody? This is FTW with the ModCon. I am ModCon of Tom's Guide, and joining me today on this Is Chess and Esport Edition is Dixardo's Adam Fitch. Thank you very much for having me. In the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, one game found its online stride. Chess, the 1,500-year-old game which had its origins in India, is now a top title on Twitch. The world's top chess players will stream themselves playing chess to surprisingly large audiences. The chess wave was so huge that teams like TSM and Envy got involved. TSM brought on Grandmaster Hikaru Nakamura, while Envy brought on sisters Alexander and Andrea Botez. Regardless of its debate surrounding its efficacy as an esport, chess will remain popular. So, Adam, in your report that you did for Dexero, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in kind of how popular chess is. So, kind of like if we take a step back, I mean, what kind of numbers are we looking at on Twitch? That's a good question. I mean, it's, it's a little bit since I, I wrote this now, actually, but... Um... Actually, I don't know if I have the Twitch viewership numbers. I have the numbers from um, like the chess.com side, which I, I myself being like uh, esports business instead of, I guess, like games business. That's where I wanted to look at myself. So unfortunately, I don't have them at hand, my friend. Yeah, but I mean, I was looking at, um, you know, like the Bota sisters, like they have over 500,000 followers on Twitch alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are crazy high numbers, are they not? I mean, you'd think so, wouldn't you? I mean, I... I not really aware of where you know where like online chess was prior to it blowing up in the way it is now i i guess i became aware of it really like the resurgence of it or surgence of it i guess in in december so i I can't even speak to where it was before but um that the people i did speak to for the report and um just other people who've been who've been following the game a little bit say um no like they've been working hard at creating content around the game for quite quite some time now i think it's been somewhat incentivized and pushed by chess.com uh, which obviously they see this uh, as a good marketing tool for their platform. So I, I can't mm. I can't speak to just how big like the growth is, but I mean f- for me that's that's insane. And look, it's it's causing conversations like this to be had. So I think it's it's definitely had some sort of impact. You know, it's it's interesting because chess is obviously a very old game and one that the people who are arguing that you know it isn't in esport like i get it because it's not electronic in nature like at, at its very fundamental core but you know then again we've seen card games be very popular on twitch or like have popular streams i mean magic the gathering of course now there's like a video game version of it uh pokemon the trading card game what do you make of some of these arguments of people saying that you know this is not you know an esport in the most traditional sense yeah well i mean i so i saw a podcast with two rather big esports journalists I, i'm not going to name them but like uh, one one of them was on the side of why can't chess be an esport, and the other one was like vehemently against it, right? And I think um, they they were too fixated on the fact that there's a, a physical component to this. And like, if you, if you look at it just as online chess and not chess with the legacy that we're aware of, then I mean, I, I think it fits all the criteria that we typically have for what we consider an esport. Um, so I mean. You can play it online rather easily. You can do it on your mobile, laptop, computer, whatever it may be. Um, so there's a low barrier to entry. There is a skill gap. There is somewhat of a skill ceiling. Um, there's, there are there are tournament organizers. There are sponsors who are willing to get involved, like Secret Lab are involved, and, and there are some other companies that are not coming to mind right now. I mean, I, I just think everything that we look for in what we'd class as like a um, maybe like a traditional esport now, which I hope we never get to the point where we actually say is traditional esports and non-traditional esports, you know. But um, <laughs> I, I just I feel like it's hard to argue against it beyond saying, um, look, there's a physical component to this. But then you kind of argue like, well, FIFA is a simulated version of football. Um, but then I actually one one compelling argument is chess, uh, whether you play it online or, or traditionally, um, it requires the same skills and, and like 
actual components, right? But football versus FIFA, FIFA is more about like timing and, and knowing the combinations of buttons pressed at the right time and like precision with, with aiming. Whereas obviously the actual game of football or soccer, as your audience will be aware of it, of course, um, is, is massively different. It's, it's your cardio and strategy and everything there, right? So I, I don't know. I think, I think there's definitely some nuance to it. And for me, it boils down to, does it matter if online chess is an eSport or not? Um, and I think it would still be doing exactly what it is doing now either way, whether it gets our acceptance or not as an industry. You know, it's interesting. One of the, my kind of, uh, I guess the best way I can describe it is my dissertation or like my final big project for grad, grad school when I was in journalism school was, you know, I wrote a piece on esports and I had to take, I had to make an aside and essentially kind of explain like the history of esports. And what I did is I, I did exactly this. I went all the way to back to chess and called chess like the first big mind sport, as you would say, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the game that it, in which it's all just, you know, anybody could, I guess, technically play. There's no physical barrier really, but it's all just dependent on how good you are in, in strategizing and whatnot. And then essentially creating the through line to that end, something, something more digital, right? Like it's, uh, some uh, a, a digital game is really just a more precise actuation of the synapses firing in our brain that we can then you know translate onto our uh, finger movements and i think from that perspective i think that kind of blows it uh, blows it up a little bit and it allows i, I hopefully allows people to kind of think of it as you know not like let's remove the electronic aspect of it and consider it in this realm of the thinking man sport oh for sure i, I mean look, look uh, one thing i'm really interested in is just like the overall performance side of esports and yeah i've never actually really looked at uh, really thought about it too much i made the link between like being like the first mind sport as such but yeah it's, it's, it's the cognitive load and how you deal um uh, on how you can deal with the pressure right and um i, th- I don't know if you've seen uh, an article that was on espn maybe a year or two ago where there were there were uh, grandmasters losing like six thousand or burning six thousand calories a day, uh, just by, by mm-hmm. sitting there, right? Like when they're at like the pinnacle of competi- competition. I, I think um, it is it's incredibly interesting, and where we're at now, um, obviously being forced to play online is is a really interesting time. And I, I don't really know how it'll go overall, but um, I, I for one, I'm just like look like for, for me, it fits in. It's interesting to to watch, no matter who it is, and having the added component of um personalities from other games and even some like competitors i think uh maybe some csgo players are into chess right now and um maybe league of legends as well probably league of legends you know like seeing that crossover is really cool whether no no matter what it is and um i i I just don't see online chess going away now i I think it will die down a little bit over time as all things do ebbs and flows and such but i I think it's pretty much cemented now so like whether we want to accept it or not it's, it's kind of here and while the, while the eyeballs are on it, people are going to want to engage with it. So you know, I definitely recommend everybody read Ashwarya's uh, piece in ESPN about um, about chess and how how much weight people lose. It was actually kind of listed in a bunch of publications as like some of the best reads in 2019 or best sports reads in 2019. You know, I think it's interesting as well that chess, when played digitally, it it isn't fancy at all. Like it, it literally is just like a grid, and you see like just like the most basic 2D pictures of the pieces itself. And I'm wondering what it would look like if, you know, you had a giant stadium and everyone's kind of watching chess because most chess competitions are kind of very plain, right? It's like two people on a long table and a board and they're just a bunch of people competing against each other until they move up the tournament bracket. But, you know, is there, have you heard of any rumblings or is there room for like a studio to come in and make some, make chess look a bit more flashy with better animations and whatnot? 
I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised considering we've got like the farming simulator league at the moment. I, I now think like there's, there's no way for me to say something isn't possible in this industry. Uh, <laughs> because of obviously the circumstances that we've got surrounding like travel and hosting events right now, I, I, I don't even know if there's full fledged kind of plans for those things, but I, I, I imagine we'd see like chess.com go for it. I, 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 I don't know how it would go, but I mean, I don't think you have to put the biggest prize pool up ever and have like, <clears throat> you know, like room for 10,000 spectators or anything. I think you could, you could try it at like a convention or something like that. I think uh farming simulator league, like debuted at Gamescom, for example, right? Um, just to, just to see how it goes and give it a trial. And I actually think like that the basic nature, the stripped down nature of what chess is like the intimate setting, I guess, perhaps, uh, I think that just really places emphasis on, on the spectacle that is these two people competing each other is it, as no added frills and fr- flares needed as such. It's just like what these two are at war with each other as such, but intellectually right now. And, um, it, it's a, it's a game with like no real margin margin for errors a lot of the time, right? And I, I think it's just a, it's different in nature to how we try to hype up like a, a League of Legends esports, for example. And I don't think there's one size fits all for esports. So it, it may have its own its own way of, of doing it while kind of scaling up what we used to from, from chess events. Uh, but I haven't heard of anything so far. But then again, I'm not like the number one chess insider or anything, though maybe that's something I should aim for. Yeah, I think, I think what's interesting is that uh, it, it came to light that in 2020, the highest earning esports player was uh, Magnus Carlsen, yeah. who's you know the Norwegian chess grandmaster. And I think, it, I, I think maybe a few people were irked because chess is just this much, much older, longer-standing game, and you know has a history of just larger prize pools. And you know he brought in over five hundred thousand uh, dollars last year. Uh, I mean, is there some kind of irony, maybe, or uh, in chess potentially pushing up the uh, the prize pools for the rest of esports? Yeah, well, I think like. To be fair, like if if we say chess is in a bona fide esports as a, as a esports as a whole, then we have to say that esports started in like the sixth century or something, right? So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is just a, a mad consideration. I can, that's probably the main argument against it. I mean, look, I, I think e- the esports observer knew what they were doing there. They um, included like GTA on GTA on a esports list before, saying it was like a tier two esport or something. So like they already they always add a little bit of something in there to try and get some hype around it because that's almost aware that the kind of non-business attention comes from from them on an annual basis it's when they do something which kind of questions uh, the status quo um and for me it's like look if you played online for all of those is that if that's not counting like offline in-person events then i mean I, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one right and, and again it's only when we're like comparing does it really matter if it's classed as an e-sport or not when we're comparing it to other titles Outside of that, I don't think it matters too much. And, and how really important is it um, to know who the, the top earning esports player was? I mean, I, I think the, it's helpful in some ways in terms of narratives and such, and, and maybe seeing where uh, where esports is growing as a whole. But I mean, I, I, I don't care about it enough to be like, this is an outrage or, oh, this is perfect. It's just, it is, it is what it is. And Observer did it for a reason. And it, it obviously worked out pretty bloody well for him. Yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to remember this um, article in 2018 by uh, Tobias Sherman, who is um, kind of, he's been in the esports space for a while now. And he wrote this piece uh, for Medium that essentially tried to rebrand esports as new sports. And I think yeah. people were, <laughs> for, about that. were kind of quick to jump on him, but um, maybe he was right. Um, uh, that would be the biggest plot twist of all time. If if he just comes back, like, and it's just like, I'm right, and everyone's just like, oh, wait, 
yeah, that's true. And we all ridiculed him, but actually we were the idiots. Like I'd kind of welcome that to be fair. It would, it would spruce up 2021, wouldn't it? Um, and yeah, who would know sure. chess would be at the <laughs> forefront of an esports revolution, if so. Yeah. Well, with that, Adam, thank you so much for jumping on. I appreciate you having me, mate. Always. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan. If you like the show, please rate, subscribe, and share. Full transcripts of the show can be found at ftwmod.com. To follow Adam and everything he's doing over at Dexerto, you can follow him at ByAdamFitch on Twitter. To follow me and my writing over at Tom's Guide, follow me at Imad on Twitter. And Ron Lines is our audio producer. With that, we'll catch you guys next week.